This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to A Vegan Lounge, episode 7, I think it is. And um, as promised, my guest today is Christchurch artist and sculptor Ruth Kaloran. And just a reminder, too, A Vegan Lounge is brought to you by the Christchurch Vegan Society. A little more about that organization in uh, a little while. And you can always contact the show at a vegan lounge, vegan lounge at veganchristchurch.org.nz. Vegan lounge at veganchristchurch.org.nz. .nz. I've given your name, Ruth, but I have forgotten. I don't think I've given my name. Have I? It's James. <laughs> James here. And Ruth, welcome. Lovely to see you. Thank you. Hello, everybody. And uh, you've got such a... I'm not surprised to see you wearing a beautiful, vivid green. <laughs> How would you describe that green? Electric? Uh, yeah, emerald, isn't it? It's lovely emerald. Emerald, of course, yeah. it's emerald. Yeah. Um, because colour is very much a part of you and your life. And But before we even go any further, I might just suggest to anybody listening to just go online on um, your computer laptop if you've got something handy, and you can peruse Ruth's work as we talk, which might be quite a good thing. And Ruth, if they just Google Ruth Kaloran, really, yeah, it'll yeah, come, it'll up. come up. A fabulous website, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, friend Barbie Larkins, who did my website. Barbie Larkins. She's good. Yeah, 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 I think so. And I love the way that you can just zero in on a particular painting, and you just hold hover on it, and then you'll find out more detail about well, that's it. That's really good to hear. Isn't yeah, because you're never quite sure because you're so close to it. You, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for somebody who's reasonably clumsy around things, you know, I like things to work perfectly and I hate to have to, well, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah, because you'll none lose of, people. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing like that on your website. So it's it, it's great. And when I think I saw it because I think you have some cards for sale through the oh, yes. Vegan Society, which yeah. people, you can get online. I saw this. Oh, gosh, they look interesting. And I then I think it was a link to you, and I oh. thought, oh, I've got to meet this oh, woman. Good. That's and good. Uh, and then I got another little a little nudge from the Vegan Society. Oh, listen, you should um, have a chat to Ruth. She's a vegan. Oh, cool. No question about that. Looking at your T-shirt, I'm, I'm doing all your clothing here. <laughs> um, to I should tell everybody, it's. Hail Sitan. That's it. And it's a knife and a fork and a um, that <laughs> star image. Some good friends gave me that. It's yeah. fabulous. Very appropriate for a... For, can I describe you as a hardcore vegan? What's, there's, well, a, there's probably a more delicate way of putting it, actually. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, inside I am... Committed. Committed, oh, absolutely. Struggle with the confrontations. I think that's my issues, but I feel very, very strongly... Yep. So, Ruth, that's, this has been a long journey for you anyway, hasn't it? How, yeah. When did you start becoming vegan? My journey, my vegan journey started in 82 when I was at college. Yep. Yeah. So um, you're a young student. Yeah. And what prompted that? Um, in the house, we lived with a group of people and we watched uh, on Channel 4 in the UK, a new TV programme, and we watched um, the animal film. 
1982, I think it was. The animal film, is that yeah. what it was called? Yeah, yeah. And it was such a shock to me because I'd grown up being told I had to eat meat and, every, you know, dairy, eggs, the whole thing. You know, you can't survive without it. And then seeing this film just was a smack in the face. And that was it. I just, yeah. And yeah. in 82, it was hard. Young, of course, well, I should explain that you were... Uh, um, you're a Liverpudlian, a young Liverpool girl, and you were at college um, in, in university or something? Yeah, studying? in Teesside, yeah, in yeah. Middlesbrough. Teesside. Yeah. Of course, you're not only a Liverpudlian, you're an Irish, <laughs> Irish Bacaloran, that great um, Irish name. Yeah. You, have, have you ever traced your roots back to see where it goes? We've tried to, or relations have tried to, but because of all the difficulties in Ireland, the records have been lost when you get past a certain point. So, yeah, no, we haven't been able to go any far back, really. Yeah. yeah. Policeman's daughter. That's police it. man and woman's daughter, you were telling yes, me earlier. Yeah. Mum and dad, both police. Yeah. And um, so then you, what, what interested me is just looking at, well, I'm going to jump right back yeah. to, into your art right now because, you know, I look at what you do, it looks just from a observer's point of view, it just looked like it just sort of flows out of you. Yeah. When 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 did you think, oh, I might have some talent, or did you never think about it? Did it just always yeah. was it just always you? No, it was always the only thing I felt I was good at at school. Um, but there was a clique at school, you know, an art clique, and I didn't fit in that, so I didn't really pursue it until you get to the stage where you think, well, actually, there's nothing else I'm really that good at, so I need to sort of look at this. Of course, parents don't want you to do that because there's no money to be made, you're told. And um, yeah, so you try and conform and go. And the nearest thing I could do them was go into interior design. And that's what I studied five years to do interior design. Gosh. Yeah. So you never had to search for the... I mean, you know, there's a little... I was just reading it in a, in a book that I am reading it currently. There is an artist in everyone. Oh, but yeah. you didn't have to. I mean, I'm 75. I'm still waiting for it to happen. Oh, you should come and see me. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, for you, you know, as a little girl, you just picked up crayons or yeah, pencils. It, it and just Yeah, you can spend hours. And as a child, that's just what kept me quiet. There's six years between me and my elder sibling. And so she, she wasn't really wanting to, you know, play with a tiny little kid. And so I would be on my own a lot. I felt whether they would agree with that or not is another thing, but I would use the art just to, to you know, fill time. Yeah, yeah, and I, I loved it, absolutely loved it. Yeah. So um, what would you say then to, oh, a mother, father of a, a little child, you know, or even just a, a teenage child who, you know, whose child is, who's, who's trying to discover their art and themselves, how do you actually draw that out? Oh, just let them be free, yeah, and not try to push them in any direction. Just let them do what naturally comes to them because we're, we're, we're far too keen to try and sort of push, I think, children in a certain direction and, you know, something, oh, that's not that good, is it? Or, you know, just, well, yeah, just I think what do. I relate to that because I think that um, I, I knew from an early age, oh, James can't draw, you know, he's a, has yeah. a, you know and, and I, I just believe that. Yeah. yeah, and at school, you know, you, you had to do the curriculum. You had to, so in, in a way that sort of pushes you in a certain direction because obviously, you know, to, 
to get to a certain standard, you've got to prove that you can do something to to a, a good enough standard to get an A level in art or whatever. And, and I get that, but there has to be another freedom around that. I mean, I always say there's no rules in art, you know, and just let it be and just do what comes easily. And that's how it seems looking yeah, at your yeah, art, you know. Yeah. It does seem... I, another question I have is, so the process, looking at your art, where does it? Where do your pictures come from? Well, I, yeah, that's a really interesting thing and that's something that's come as I've got older and the confidence to not worry about what other people think is to play, play with paint, just play with it, see what shapes come out and then sit with them and look at those shapes and you'll be amazed at what you see and then start picking out those shapes to what you want them to be. If you want them to be what something people can recognise or not, it doesn't matter. You know, I always think, you know, um, language, birds, we don't know what they're saying, but gosh, doesn't it sound beautiful? You know, it's that sort of, that sort of thing. It doesn't have to represent anything. It's an emotion. It's the confidence, isn't it? I, yes, confidence and not worrying about... You know, because we do. I think, I don't know whether all artists would agree, we create some really stuff we're not proud of. But just push that to a side and start again. Just do. Just do. When you're creating, when you're painting, are you thinking or are you actually... Uh, is, is it just something that's coming through you? Are you is there a thought in, the, in between? There flashes, flashes of things come in and out. And depending on what music I'm listening to... Um, and I do love to listen to Kate Bush when I work. Oh, yes. do you? Yeah, I do. We've got to hear Kate Bush later on, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, she's um, You special. do, because, you know, you. I hear uh, writers, always interested in artists and writers and creative people, and they vary, don't they? Some oh, yeah. insist on absolute silence. Yeah. Um, and some days I do, depending what mood I'm in. Because, yeah. you know, you wake up and for some reason you're feeling a bit weird or annoyed for some reason or or happy or... Yeah, you have different moods. So when you go, that's interesting. So when you've been really buoyant one day yeah. and you're creating something and it's really flowing, yeah, and you go to bed, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, and you go to bed and you get up and you, oh, it's a great day and I'm feeling a bit grim and the cat's thrown up on the <laughs> carpet, and then you go into your studio, yeah, and you've got to kind of. Come back. Yes. How does that Interestingly happen? enough, it's usually when I've worked all day and I've got to the stage where I'm seeing everything wrong with what I've done rather than seeing what's good about it. And then I'll leave it, go to bed, wake up the next day and come down and I'll come down. It's like, wow, look at this. That's actually not bad. You know, <laughs> it's funny, isn't it, how that rhythm of, of how you think. Yeah. yeah. But And so when do you know... Put the brushes down now. Stop. I finished. When do you, is there is a very clear to you when sometimes not all the time. Yeah. Um, and then I I'm quite guilty of overworking things um, because I'm enjoying doing what I'm doing. So I don't want it to end. <laughs> and that and oh, you get so frustrated with yourself and you think, why did I do that? Just I should have walked away. Oh really? Oh yeah. Well, that happens. Gosh. Yeah. And I don't know whether I'm learning from that. You know, you do it again and you think, oh God. What's that about? That's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> you know, uh, being honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and in the... So you came here in 2006. Yeah. And at that point, were you... 
You were still an interior commercial um, designer? Yeah, we came through um, with my points for PR yeah. to get here. Um, and I was going to, I started looking to get interior design, more commercial work. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a young boy then of four years old who was just about to start school. So I thought, well, that works well. But they just weren't the sort of companies paying the sort of money that I got used to. Well, you were in the London area, weren't you? That's right. Yeah, but interior design, London area, early 2000s. Of course, you'd probably be be quite lucrative. And of course, you know, when I started out, it was all on the drawing board, which I absolutely loved. Then everything got computerised and it was all CAD, you know, computer-aided design. Yeah. I didn't like that. And of course, coming here, obviously things were exactly the same. Things had moved on. I just felt like, oh, I've got a chance here to do something else. Um, and Jay, our young son then, he, you know, was experimenting at, when starting school with art things and I was getting involved going along and I was thinking, oh, you know, I could be doing something here. And that's where, you know, coming across the stone was actually what ignited everything in a big way. Coming across the stone? The, the Amaru limestone, because the Because had, had you ever done sculpture before? Oh, no. And that... Nothing? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Not even in, you know, two art A-levels, um, you know. Never thought I, about it? No. I mean, you wow. see things and just think, that's something other people do, not me. I don't do that. It's weird, isn't it? Just weird. Yeah. It's lovely that you somehow are in tune with yourself and have that confidence yeah. to think, oh, well, I'd have a go at this. You know, what's really interesting is um, when I spoke to my mum back then about what I discovered, and she said, you do realise you great uncle was a stonemason on Liverpool Cathedral. And I thought, why did you never tell me that? <laughs> you know, it's such a, and, wow, isn't that lovely? Yeah. yeah. So when you, because of course, it must be for discovering that lovely, malleable stone that to, to work with, yeah. it must be lovely to work with, is it's, it? It's very, well, I think it's very forgiving. Some people don't like it because it can be very soft. Yeah. And you can use wood carving tools on it. Oh, really? Which yeah. then... Is is a good and bad, you know. You can just go too far, but for me, it just it it, it feels right if I'm in tune with it. Um, and sometimes things, you know, crumble away, and and that opens up magical opportunities that you wouldn't have done if I hadn't, you know, if you'd had a power tool on it, you you wouldn't have got that to that point. That's pretty cool to yeah. be able to think. Uh oh, that bit's just dropped off opportunity and you just keep working away oh you you'd be amazed actually and it's like life isn't it we don't know what's going to happen oh, and you wonderful if you can relate that to life it it helps actually it, it's it's helped me anyway to just accept things gosh there's a lesson isn't it yeah. whatever we whatever creative process we're doing yeah. whatever we're doing just always see the opportunity in that change in circumstances yeah and you know ruth we've I mean, here you are. You came out to this wonderful new life in New yeah, Zealand. And I love it. And you were, yeah, but, you know, you were only here a handful of years and suddenly, boom, your house falls down. You know, the yeah. whole thing changes. Yeah, that was a bit of a, yeah. Yeah, and, you, you know, I had the good fortune to meet you out at your oh, beautiful yeah. studio home. Oh. And um, how worthwhile that was, wasn't it? You, you know, you explained yeah. that you, the earthquake and your home was devastated. You yeah. had... Um, and not an unusual experience with... Uh, yeah, we the... had struggles with insurance. Yeah, and, yeah. And went into the class action and all that sort of thing. And, you know, it, looking back now, because we've come out the other end, you, you forget about the bad stuff, don't you? And, you do. and we feel very lucky now that we're in the position we're in. Yeah. yeah. And I just... I, 
I love the thought that when you, what did you be in here? 2006 you came. Yeah. Earthquakes about four or five years later. Yeah. And you made that decision. What are we going to do? Because other friends of yours were yeah. going back home to the UK. Someone and you back said, home. Yeah. And you said, no. nope, we're Kiwis. Yeah. We're, and can you just tell the, oh, yes, the dear little yeah. ceremony when you became Kiwis? Yeah, because after the earthquakes, I felt a real sort of loyalty to Christchurch in some way. You know, Bob Parker was there and we went to all the things that he was putting on and the little badge you wore to say you love Christchurch. And we hadn't uh, become citizens then. And so that was a real... Um, point of time where we thought, right, this this is something we need to be a citizen. So we sorted out that, which took a bit of time. But in 2012, we managed to have our little ceremony in the airport room by the airport because there was no town hall then. <laughs> and, um, oh, it was really quite quaint. And it was, you know, shove the plant in your hand and there you go. Tape recorder with, I think, the, um, the anthem and <laughs> it's quite funny looking back. It's, it's sort of the best of Kiwi, you know. I just love that. I it's so low it, key. Yeah. You know, you said not what you expected, really. But, you yeah. know, you look at the, uh, how, the how it might be with flags <laughs> yeah. and all the sort yeah. of things in the movies. No, 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 no. Not a little that. tape recorder. Yeah, and, special. Uh, and a little plant. Did they give you a wee plant? Yeah, we got a plant. What did you get? <laughs> we got a little Hebe. Are <laughs> you still alive? No. No, it's it, it is, it, it's compost. Yes, It's compost. turned into something else now. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to A Vegan Lounge, A Vegan Lounge brought to you by the Christchurch Vegan Society. And you can always contact the show, veganlounge at veganchristchurch.org.nz. Just want to tell you a little bit about the Vegan Society. It's, it's a team of people who are they're dedicated to improving the lives of animals and, and helping our environment by building a strong and healthy vegan community whose values reflect a compassionate and ethical way of living. And you'll find people from all walks of life in this ever-growing community. And there are special interest groups, which is rather nice, within the vegan society, always ready and able to support the smaller minorities. That, that truly is a place for everyone. With that in mind, for Christchurch and uh, Canterbury vegans and non-vegans who are prepared to spread their horizons, this coming Friday, May 27, at the Vegan Hangout. It happens every month, the Vegan Hangout. And this Friday comes to the Space Academy building at 371 Sanasa Street uh, here in Christchurch. Beards and pizzas at the Pizza Trap from 5.45. A little bit of social to get your weekend underway. Nice. Um, do you think that describes the the vegan notion pretty well? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. It's, for you, it's about, what what is it? It's ethical? It's no, animals? it's about the animals, primarily about the animals that that to me is the the whole reason I'm vegan yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it's awful in a way to think that that's not enough you know when and then you add the environmental side to it and then you add the health side to it like why isn't everyone vegan what's the it, you know it's taking its time isn't it Gosh, yeah. um uh, you know over and over again it doesn't matter where the information's coming from mm-hmm. It comes to the same conclusion. The way that we will survive, if we are to survive on this planet, is to uh, adopt an animal-free diet. I think so, yeah. And I do have to remind myself, I never thought in in the 80s that would be at this stage. I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime. So I have to cling on to that. Even when, you know, when you're on social media looking at all the rubbish people are trying to justify why they do what they do. And you have to put that to a side and think, yeah, but look, 
just look around at the adverts on TV now actually mentioning the word vegan. Wow, yeah. that is huge. Yeah, yeah. just um, staying focused, looking after your own journey. And yeah. um, you know, this morning I was walking the dog around about half past five and I was just on the little stretch of the Avon on Oxford Terrace between Barbados and Kilmore. And I was just lost in my own yeah. thoughts. And I thought, where's the dog? And I looked around and I looked up. Well, there was the biggest, brightest full moon. Ah, oh, yes. Um, yeah. And it was, and the ginkgo trees on the um, riverbank where there was oh. enough moonlight coming onto the ginkgos and the, gold, and the gold on the little ripples of the water. Yeah. And I thought, where have I been? <laughs> I haven't been present. You know, I've just been lost in my thoughts. And I, yeah. to actually stay in the moment, in that little moment of clarity. Right. Yeah. And where did that come from? I think it's to do with actually being really aware of the reality surrounding us. Yes. And it comes yeah. back to our diet yeah. and everything, yeah. every action, there are consequences. Absolutely. And yes. stay there, stay present, stay yeah. in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have to remind ourselves of that, don't we? Yeah. 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 And tell me, completely swerving away out of the. For, so. Where does the inspiration yeah. for a particular painting come from? And the reason I ask you this, I thought, I wonder if um, Ruth's ever been out to Birdling's Flat. <laughs> that is so funny you ask that. Well, you know the little roundy bits? You've got lots of little round, they come you know, out of the birds in the sky and everything like that. And I thought, gosh, I wonder if Ruth's ever Birdling's been to Birdling's Flat. is one of my favourite places. How funny. I just sort of yeah. got it. I yeah. thought... I don't know why it made me think of that. I thought, oh, I wonder if yeah, she's been... My other half gets very worried when we go to Birdling's Flat. It's a knows, weird place. Yeah, he knows I'll be... He won't see me for hours and he has to come and find me. Oh, <laughs> it, it is an extraordinary... It's I, special. I, I, you know, I only went there for the first time a couple of years ago. A friend from Auckland came to visit. Yeah. And he said to me, can we go to Birdling's Flat? I said... Birdling's Flat is just a whole lot of stones. You know, it's just a wild, not a very nice place. Anyway, well, we went out there and it just blew me away. Mm. It's like a mad poem. So you just sit amongst the stones and just look. (laughs) And that's Kev just laughs at me because I can just, and you just fiddle and look. How could all those stones turn out like that? (laughs) Exactly. Isn't it amazing when you think? And that's part of the thing, you know, with the stone that I work with, just peeling away those layers and thinking, I'm actually showing light to this that has never seen light for millions of years. And that, to me, is such a oh, oh a fascinating thing to think as yeah. you're working, that you're taking away those layers. I love that. absolutely love it. Yeah. we. My friend got a bonus because we went to the Little River Cafe and had a nice. coffee. And he started nudging and whispering me. I couldn't hear what he was saying. I'm partially deaf. And he said... <laughs> That's Jordan Luck over there. And Jordan Luck, I don't know if you... But uh, yeah. he's um, a, a major... Oh, God, now I've lost... The, um, <laughs> one, of the, one of the biggest um, acts, you know, pop groups of the... Um, oh, Victoria, right. come on, James, get it together. I've completely lost yeah. his um, the band now, but oh. Jordan's a star. Yeah, anyway, so my friend from Auckland just couldn't blown away, you yeah. know. Big city, he works in radio up there, but he thought... You know, what a day. Mm. Birdling's flat with all those crazy stones and Jordan Luck. (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's cool. So 
the, so um, you your inspiration can it can also be a walk in the park oh so much and words actually you know when you just this conversation here now you know you'll say something that oh will trigger me and i'll need to write it down because it it's it's triggered something and then tomorrow i'll come back to it and it will inspire a, a work of some kind yeah mm. i love words i'm not very good with them but i love hearing you know, don't seem to have any shortage of them, Ruth. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I need while we I need to um, ask. Yeah, you have got some quite interesting, ex- good exhibitions coming up. Oh yes, gosh, yeah, I nearly forgot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's the Christchurch Art Show next month, which is a, a great show for a general um, just artworks to did, go and view. Did you say that that's actually at the convention centre? That's right. That's the first time at the convention. Wow, centre. that'll be it. What an amazing venue for yeah. that. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting, isn't so it? So you're exhibiting there. And it's quite a big show, isn't it's it? It's a big show. I think yeah. it's one of the biggest ones in Christchurch, in yeah. the South Island, maybe. Yeah. And the um, other one... Yes, we've got the Sculpture yeah. Festival. The Sculpture Festival, where's that? That's going to be at the Arts Centre. In the, the Arts Centre, right. You, you had something coming up at the Arts yeah. Centre. Where's that going to be in the quad? In the quad and in the Great Hall for the smaller work. So I don't know which other sculptors are going to be there. I mean, it's you know, I was really, really lucky to be chosen. So I'm I'm really looking wow. forward to that. That's a what a wonderful venue. Yeah. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, that, that, and, um, you know, I would advise any... Um, one listing to go online and have a look at it just flows your oh, sculpture you. Yeah. you feel like you want to run your hands over you know, <laughs> yeah. and then um my solo show will be in the end of november which is i wanted it to commemorate the you know world vegan day yeah uh, but i couldn't get the booking uh, for then so it's the end of november where's that that's going to be at the art center oh that's at the art center as well yeah yeah in the i don't know how to pronounce it properly poamo gallery which is upstairs Okay, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, um, I should know. Palmer. Pa- <laughs> Look, anyway, we're actually running out of time because, no. and I know that we're going to hear what Kate Bush. Now, tell me what. Um, There's something about the hair expression. I mean, I suppose it was very in the early days, you know, with the Wuthering Heights, wasn't it? I mean, when she came on, she was just so different from anything mm. else. And I think I was at an age quite impressionable then. And uh, yeah, I was just blown away with her. And over the years, just more and more, never seen alive, which sad, but yeah, and probably won't now because she has very small um, shows. You don't she? hear about her performing know. much. And I, I love that about her in a way. She's elusive, isn't yes, she? And that makes an it an enigma. All, yeah, yeah. All more interesting. But um, yeah, and her words and that. And with every album, you get all the, the words and stuff. Yeah. And I love that. What are we going to hear? We're going to hear, yeah, what are we going to hear? We're going to see here the Architect's Dream. The Architect's Dream. The Aerial Album, yeah. Ruth, lovely to talk with you. Thank you so much for giving us your time and uh, enjoyed our conversation immensely. Yes, me too, thank you. And looking forward to the exhibition at the Art Centre and at the Convention Centre coming up. yeah. Well, that's it from us to, for us today. Thank you very much for joining us. Remember, you can always contact the show, Vegan Lounge at veganchristchurch.org.nz. We're brought to you by the Christchurch Vegan Society. And uh, thank you for joining us. Goodbye. If I can lighten the browns in the sand and rub it right into where the sky is reaching down so it's like the edge of a mirror. But this blue needs to be darker, much darker. Maybe if I can just blend it a bit. Yeah, that might do it. 
almost like that. Watching the pain to pain to 